Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. I am here with Tiffany Grant. Tiffany Grant, actually, the funny thing is because my assistant didn't get me your bio in time, I, I, I Googled Tiffany Grant. And before you came on, I found um, this actress, Tiffany Lynn Grant is an American voice actress and, and script writer. And I'm like, is this the Tiffany Grant that's coming on? It seems kind of random for this podcast. And it was not, it is not. So um, I have a different Tiffany Grant <laughs> Google. It was just funny because like I looked right before and I, I'm like, I doubt it, but I was just, I was just looking it up. And then now looking at Tiffany, I see she has a ton of certifications behind her. So she is academic genius. Um, she might not call her herself that, but I, I discovered that in a few minutes, lots of letters at the end of your name, as she calls it, ABC soup. We got, um, but she's awesome. And she has her own podcast, which we'll talk about in a little bit. She's uh, built a blog from the ground up and really a, a following there. And um, you're a financial counselor. And uh, I'll just read this part here. So she says, from a young age, I was always money conscious. I remember being as young as six and clipping coupons. Um, but I found, oh, when I first got my job at 16, I used coupons to get more bang for my buck. Once I saw how helpful they were, I used coupons for everything. Cashiers were impressed by a teenager leaving with a full cart of items for only 20 bucks. So you've already, you've always been kind of money conscious and you have an MBA, you're an accredited financial counselor, a SHRM CP, and might as well say it, Lean Six. Is that what they say? Lean Six Sigma Yellow Belt? What is that? I want to hear about that. And we learned it. You're also Phi Beta Kappa. Okay, here you go. You may talk now. I just had to tell them all about the stuff I learned before we started recording. Um, what is this uh, Six Lean Yellow Belt stuff? Yes, yeah, so Lean Six Sigma, it's um, where you can optimize processes. So it's mainly used in like manufacturing facilities and things like that. Um, I went through the program because honestly, for one, it just counted as continuing education for my SHRM thing. Um, <laughs> but it is very helpful because it helped me with my business as far as making sure my processes were lean. So lean meaning, you know, you're not wasting time, effort, energy and doing random stuff. Everything is streamlined. So that's what that's all about. <laughs> 
<laughs> Before we get into your blog and podcast and stuff, um, I'm curious about SHRM. Okay, so SHRM, I know it's HR, but what does the H, S and the H stand for? Society of Human Resource Management. Okay, and then the, the HR is in the middle, right. Okay, so Society of Human Resource Management. I remember when I was a financial advisor, I wanted to be part of SHRM because we wanted to get the 401ks, right, from all these companies. And so we had to get in with the HR department. Did you ever experience that in HR where people were calling to want to do a 401k review? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty common um, as HR professionals. I think we get calls all the time, whether it's for 401ks or other types of benefits. Um, and see, when I was like in money talk, I was like, oh, maybe this is a route I can go since I can speak both languages. But then I was like, well, Tiffany, how did you feel when people reached out to you about random benefit stuff? So, um, but yes, that is a common occurrence. Um, but really, okay. Well, let me, I just want to touch upon this because some people definitely, like some advisors definitely want to get to, you know, through the gatekeeper and through HR. And since you have experience, like, you know, I'm just thinking before we get into the other stuff, this is, this might be even more interesting is like, how do they get past the gatekeeper? Because whether it's 401k, employee benefits, all those things that a lot of financial advisors or insurance professionals do, have you, did you let some in and what made you let them in? Like, what were some of the things that got, got through that where you're like, this is important. I'm going to bring it to one of the higher ups or something like that. So first and foremost, we had to be looking for it first. Um, so a lot of times we get unsolicited stuff and it's not even stuff that we're looking for. So, you know, when those emails come through, <laughs> delete, or, you know, if those calls come through, you know, you get the voicemail or what have you. Now, when we're actually looking for something and something comes through, so like, let's say, for instance, we're looking for a new 401k plan provider or what have you, and then something comes through, then, you know, we might start creating like what I used to do is create a spreadsheet of all of the people, providers, you know, that sent me something or what, whatever, and then start evaluating from there. But as somebody on the outside looking in, it's hard to tell when that happens. So right, right. that's why I know because you're like, well, what is the secret sauce? And honestly, I don't have an answer for you. But um, what I will say is HR gets inundated all the time. If it's not for, um, you know, random people just reaching out, doing sales stuff, um, or going to our continuing education, it's always sponsored by somebody. It's always somebody pitching something. So we get a lot of um, pitches all the time. So I feel like the best differentiator is to um, don't do the boilerplate stuff. Like I think the, the people that got the most traction would actually show up in person, you know, maybe bring donuts or, you know, whatever, just to get their name in front of us um, a little more personable versus just good the emails bring and the sweets. calls. I like yeah. sweets. I would say I would go for dark chocolate. I'm not a big fan of donuts, but that, that's a good way. So like if I called you and I said, you know, um, let's assume I knew, do they usually even know, know your name? Um, sometimes if they do their okay. research. Mm -hmm. So let's say I did my research and I find Tiffany Grand and you're, I know this is bringing you back a little bit, but this is like, you got, you got some like inside scoop for this. And I know it's Tiffany Grant and I even look you up and I, I find out a little bit about you and you know, you're, I don't know. What do you like? Pretend you like horseback riding. Let's just pretend you like horseback riding. I know that. Okay. Um, I'm not necessarily going to bring it up in the first sentence, but I might, I might use it, but I call you up and I say, hi, is this, is this Tiffany? I'm like, yeah, this is Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany, I know you get inundated with calls every single moment of the day. And this is probably really annoying to get a call from me someone you don't even know, 
but could I just like take two minutes of your time? And if it's not kind of interesting and kind of impressive, then you just hang up on me before I even say goodbye. Would you be willing to give me two minutes? I would probably say sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's see where cool. it goes from there. Cool. Mm-hmm. Because at least that's a little, you said interesting, right? So like, at mm-hmm. least that's a little interesting. And then I might say something like, like, can I ask you, like, I can tell you and start pitching you something, but you don't want to hear that bullshit. But can I ask you, like, what is the thing that, that you hate? Like when it comes to employees that you have to deal with, like, what is the thing that you dislike the most? Do you mind sharing that with me? Let's play, let's role play for a second. I just want to test it out. Um, So if I said like, would you, you know, are you willing to talk to me for two minutes? You said, yes, you're kind of in a hole, right? Like I backed you up, backed you into a corner here. And now you kind of ask, and I say, you know, I don't want to pitch anything. I just want to ask you like, what, what is the thing you do? Like when it comes to employees and all that stuff, like, what is the thing like that you don't like much? Like what, what's the most annoying part? So what's my biggest pain point, like being in HR? Yeah. Like you're in HR. Let's assume you're H in, in, you know, HR manager or whatever your director, whatever you would call yourself in HR. And I'm just curious when it comes to the employees, like what are the parts that you don't really like? Like you obviously like the employees, you like the people, all that stuff, but there's something that's, that you don't like. I'm curious. What is that? Yeah, honestly, (laughs) um, for me, it was having, um, all of these employees as kind of like my children, um, because they would come to me for everything, which I mean, and even like really petty stuff. Like, I mean, if somebody's not getting along with this person or what have you. Um, and so I feel like that was the biggest, um, uh, it was very interesting because I never got like time to myself. Um, it was always like my door was revolving and especially the last position that I had because the, the culture was struggling there. Um, and so it was always a revolving door, late nights, early mornings, um, that type of thing. People come in you with your problem, with their problems, basically mm-hmm. things that All you're like, they can probably find a way to solve them on their own. Is that, is that true? Yes. So mm-hmm. what if I were to tell you, or what if I were to like have a way where when it came to money, the thing that people are consumed about every single day, that they would no longer ever come to you about the money questions. Would that solve at least a little bit of your problem? Yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So this is how I would do the conversation. I'm just coming up with something on the fly, but I'm like, that's how I would do it. Because here's the thing I can tell you as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur who has employees, and I do have like gatekeepers, so I don't have to deal with it that much, but my COO deals with most of it. And like, it's that same stuff. She told me this morning, like we just got off of a call actually. And she was like, they, like the, the our, our team was late to, to their, their team huddle. We have like a daily team huddle. She does it with the team. I'm not there. And she was, she had to give them a little bit of like a talking to, to be like, Hey, you guys are and they're Like, well, I'm in the bathroom. They freaking said they had diarrhea. Like no joke. They're telling her this stuff. And she's like, I was also uh, almost going to say they're telling her this shit, but literally like they were. Um, and I love my team, but she, and same thing with her, but she's like, I don't need to know that you got diarrhea girl, like or, or guy, whatever the heck is TMI, yo, there's some boundaries, but she's like, like just be on time. There's no more excuses. There's no more. I have to go to the bathroom. You know, we have a 15 minute meeting at this time and go do your thing. Be it, be it, be a big girl, be a big boy. And like, go do your thing. So for that 15 minutes, you don't have to go to the bathroom. Right. And so she told me this and I was like, I was like, I'm glad I'm not dealing with that. But like, that's exactly, she had to like raise the standard and be like, this is what is acceptable. And this is what's not. But I'm just imagining from my perspective, as if, if I go back to when I was a financial advisor and I had to call someone about what, what they're going to do is they're going to say, Hey, have you, have you reviewed your 401k plan lately? And you're like, you know, 
F off. Like, I don't need to, I'm not, you don't need to tell me that there's like, you, you're not going to scare me into this BS that, you know, oh no, I have to review my 401k plan or someone's going to sue us. Like, that's not the scare tactic we need. Like, that's not the problem solving the problem that I currently have. Mm-hmm. But imagine you, like, we're both going back in time. Like, as I was a financial advisor and you were in HR, like, if I really got to, if I, if I could get, be interesting enough to get two minutes. And then I discovered that there was a problem when it came to people coming to you all the time about a lot of stupid little shit, but then also some of the big stuff people are asking. I guarantee if I really had time to go into this, they're asking about their 401k. They're asking about their employee benefits. They're asking about this stuff. And what if like, you didn't ever have to answer those questions. All you did is say, call this person. Would that be valuable to you? I'm not selling the business owner. I'm talking to you, Tiffany, to solve your problems. And I'm like, look, I know maybe it's not on your plate right now. Maybe it's not something you guys have on the books right now. But like, you know, if there was a way to get all that stuff off, like out of your way where you never had to talk about it and all you had to do was just like take, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes to know what this is and just introduce me to the business owner. Like, wouldn't it be worth it? Mm-hmm. They're like, maybe. Like, do you think that might get a little bit more attention? Please say yes, Tiffany. I'm not even paying you, but I would hope that you say yes. Yeah, possibly. possibly. Yeah. And and see, here's my thing. What I've learned when I was in HR, being that I am a money nerd too. So I'm sitting in my position and I noticed that a lot of people have no idea what their benefits even mean, or like they over sign up for stuff or under sign up for stuff. And so what I did as an HR professional is I started having lunch and learns like on my own accord, taking my own lunch break. And like, I would just explain the company benefits. And I saw that that was a need because see, The last position I was in, I was an HR business partner. And at that company, I was the only HR person in my building of like 400 people. Everybody else was in corporate office states away. And so in my building, people were complaining because they just went from the Cadillac of benefits where they were only paying like $10 a visit to now a high deductible health plan, which had HSA access. Now, a lot of them didn't know what an HSA was or, you know, the benefits of that. And so what I realized, I was like, okay, maybe if I educate around what an HSA is and what a high deductible health plan is, it would help people wrap their mind around it a little better. And so I started doing lunch and learns and my building <laughs> went from, you know, um, you know, da, 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 to, oh, like, this is awesome. I'm about to go start my HSA now, you know, and they were like all on board. And so when corporate got wind that my building had kind of turned their um, their philosophy around, um, they were like, oh, well, can we use your slides to, you know, do the same thing down here? Now, granted, I heard that their presentation wasn't as good as mine, of course, but <laughs> but um, it just goes to show that a lot of um, employee like disgruntlement and things like that just comes from a lack of understanding, um, a lack of knowledge. And so that's kind of what I do today is I go in and I'll, you know, talk about the financial literacy aspect of the benefits or, you know, whatever else I get hired for, but it helps with employee engagement and everything else. And so I saw a need there and that could be a way that, you know, other advisors or coaches or what have you, um, pitch is that, hey, look, I can come in and explain all of this stuff that A, you don't have the time to, and then B, you honestly really don't know. I can be real with you. Like my entire HR department, 
I was the only one that knew really about this yeah. benefit stuff because really all they would do is, oh, here's here's a um, packet or Import, here's yeah. a piece of paper or whatever. And, you know, shoo away, go ahead and read it on your own. And that doesn't help anybody. So, you know, filling that need is also needed. What I've seen in corporations, um, because having the annual 401k review or semi-annual, whatever, that does not help. Like I cannot tell you how many employees have come out of those meetings, either more confused than when they went in or um, just like, okay, that was a waste of my time. Like, so it's like, you kind of have to educate around all of the benefits and then also educate in addition to just going over 401k information. So so do you go in there? Do you charge for that? Or you just do free lunch and learn to start? No, I absolutely charge. Because <laughs> So, how, so how do you, because you got to like know the benefits. Everybody has different benefits too. So you're not actually selling those benefits. You just go into, which, which is kind of also a nice angle because you're like, look, I mean, I'm going to be real with you about what you got and what you don't have, the goods and the bad and the evil and the ugly, I guess, all those things and also the great things. And so, but they got to pay you. So how do you get through the gatekeeper right now? So luckily, since I was in HR, you know, a lot, I know a lot of HR people. Um, okay. So that's how I've gotten, you know, most of my customers so far. And then it's like word of mouth. Um, right. But, and you're still part of SHRM. So like you're still in that environment. Yeah, exactly. Now, I have been trying to host like webinars on SHRM and stuff, and I haven't gotten through that gatekeeper yet. But, um, you know, my angle is... Well, I've used my blog. So I wrote an article on this particular subject and um, I shoot that out to some of my HR buddies, you know, like, hey, you should read this or check this article out that I wrote because it goes into how the psychology of money reduces employee engagement and which also reduces the bottom line and so on and so forth. So it really has rippling effects. Financial wellness is so super important when it comes to corporations and more and more corporations are starting to realize that. So actually, if that is the angle, you know, anybody listening wants to go is like now is the time because now more and more studies and especially because of COVID, um, more and more companies are starting to pay more attention to that. And then also it's a good benefit to add on if you don't already have a financial wellness program, because as we all know, the um, labor market is very, very tight <laughs> right now. Um, so yeah, so that's just- What do you mean the labor market is tight? So a lot of people are quitting, of course, you oh, know, that, know, the yeah, great resignation. And then also it's hard. So it's hard for corporations to keep people. And so you'll notice that a lot of corporations are, you know, pushing more money or additional benefits or what have you to try to attract people back into the workplace. Um, I just read an article today um, where they were dangling alcohol. <laughs> as a way to get people back into the office, which as an HR drunk, person, I'm man. like, what? <laughs> as an HR person, I'm just like, what? Like oh, I can understand man. events, but not yeah, let's, work. Um, let's just numb the problems. Let's just <laughs> numb the problems. Uh, if you're not doing it at home by yourself, you now get to do it at work. Numb the problems in public, have, have some alcohol. So right. what I was going to say earlier when I said I have, you know, when I started talking about my, my team and such, like we have an amazing team, you know, I was joking about that, but like at the same time, we also need to keep raising the bar for the team and, and hold them to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly it is like the biggest pain point I have when it comes to my 
you know, like my, my team aspect. I mean, there's a lot of different pain points if you're looking at like, well, the, like how we want to grow. But one of the biggest things, especially if someone puts attention to it is that exactly is like hiring and, and, and retention. And I always said this when, you know, advisors say, you know, uh, hey, you know, can I review your for, stupid 401k plan or, or I should say the stupid script of can I review your 401k? It's the dumbest thing on the planet. Come on. Like, it really doesn't make any sense. And like the fear around like, OK, you're not you're going to get sued if you don't review. Like, that's what I was taught 15, 20 years ago. And that's what like they're still being taught today. And it's like a horrible, horrible script. Um but the truth is, if you start asking them, like, that's why I said the first thing, I'm trying to get two minutes of your time and I'm trying to understand your challenges. And then what I'm doing is like taking the challenge you said you had, the people coming to you about everything, even if it's unrelated. Now I, I just took that and geared it towards what I want to, I want to guide it to what I'm talking about and what problems I can actually solve in relation to what you just said the problem was. Right. And my biggest challenge when it comes to like my team is hiring the right person and then my biggest fear is losing that person, right? Because it's like, we are really lucky. Like we've had incredible retention. I think it's because our, our, our movement and our mission is so strong. And I think like, you know, my, my, it's, I can't take credit for it. It's my COO. Like she's so freaking phenomenal. Like that's why, uh, you know, they like my ideas and, and stuff, but really like she's so good at guiding and, and managing the team that they, they love working in this environment, which is really everything but it's so unusual. It's so unusual. And when I go to these big masterminds, I just came back from this big mastermind, like high level shit. Like with this guy just went public and made $800 million. No joke. Like I was like, who, who are you dude? Last time I knew you, I didn't, I didn't know you had the potential to make 800 million. And today you have $800 million. You're almost a billionaire, man. Like it was pretty cool. But, um, but I'm in this, these high level masterminds. Right. And everybody is talking about like how, it's hard to get a good team. And like, they're talking about poaching from other companies, like the way they teach us at masterminds, sorry, corporations, but they're like, everybody's unhappy at work. So like, and you have more of a mission, you probably have a better environment. And so you're looking, they're telling us ways to find people from these companies and poach them. And that's what everybody does. I mean, Apple does, it, everybody does it, right? Everybody's poaching. It's, it's like, it's totally like um, accepted here, but it's like, because you have a value add and like there, there, you have a lot of value in your company and then there's so much pain. There's just so much pain. And so from a business owner's perspective, I want to keep the people I have. And then I want to be able to hire the best talent. And then from the HR perspective, I think it's just like, you want to keep your people happy. So they never leave. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they're leaving. And like you said, the number one stressor is, is money. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and see, that was one thing because I do plan on getting my PhD because I do want to teach and research. You are missing those letters at the end of your I name. I am. That is something yes. I'm missing. But um, I want to study the relation between financial wellness and not only productivity, but moving up in companies. Because what I feel like, what I think is happening is um, people that have a lot of external financial stuff going on, they're not able to fully show up. They're not able to take the risk that they might need. And they're not able to move up in corporations as quickly as they possibly could. Um, and I just saw it, you know, one example is just my own story. Like, because I had my financial stuff, you know, semi in order, you know, not everybody's in order, but semi in order, um, I was able to take risks that I needed to take, like maybe go from this position to that position, or maybe just quit corporate or altogether, whatever. I was able to take those risk because I did have my financials in order. So I feel like, and that's my inclination, um, but that's what I want to research is how 
financial wellness or, you know, lack of lack thereof can affect um, employees as they're trying to um, incline up the guaranteed. Like you're absolutely right. Like there's no, I'm, I'm not good at research, but I'm, I'm very intuitive, but no, there's, there's no doubt about it. And similarly, I tell, tell my ladies, like, you know, you're a financial advisor. You have to find the most successful people on the planet and you got to help them. Great. My husband's printing something. Um, you got to help them get rid of the thing that stresses them out the most. And that's money. You know, and if you dare say that, like, you're like, oh, no, since they're successful, they're all set, like you're wrong. And if you go help, like I, I like to help the leaders because I know the leaders are already in that position where they can move up and move up and help more people versus helping people who are already struggling. You think you're helping them the most, but like then it's not like the, the leaders don't need that, don't need that as well. So absolutely. that's a good thesis. I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. I will say I have clients in, you know, high six figures. And like I said, I help people with budgeting and paying off debt and stuff like that. So it doesn't really matter where you are on the spectrum of how much you make. Um, what I tell people is how you manage it. And a, and a lot of people need help with managing their finances, regardless of how much they make. So yeah, I think. Totally, totally. And like, Mm -hmm. just because you're really good at making money, you might have more, more saved, which is good for the financial advisors to find more ideal clients, but you definitely need that help, which is why I like working with a woman and having that relationship and not just be about the numbers and performance is going to make a big impact. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah, share a couple more things just around, um, like the blog, how you got it, you know, how you got blogging to really help you with your career, just a little briefly, and then we'll tell them how to find you. Yeah, sure. So um, I started the Money Talk with Tiff blog back in 2017, and I really just did it as a way to chronicle my journey to be debt-free by 30, because that was my goal. And I said, okay, if people are coming to me with these questions, there's probably hundreds of other people out there with these same questions. Let me just get all of this information out there on the World Wide Web. So that's when I started blogging. Now, when I started, I never thought it would snowball into what it is today. Um, I never even thought it was going to be a business. I was still in HR at the time. So this was just like my side hobby, just writing, you know, getting an article out like once a week. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, like people are actually paying attention to what I have to say. And it kind of snowballed from there. And so I went full-time entrepreneur in 2019 um, and here I am today. So, you know, my thing, yeah. And see, my thing is um, I tell people, just get your story out there. You never know who's going to resonate with you. Um, and even though we all say similar stuff, <laughs> I mean, nothing in personal finance is new, but you never know who's going to resonate with you. So your story is important. And whether you use a blog or a podcast or what have you, just get your story out there. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, did you, ha- how many, how many people did you have fallen? Like, like it creeped up to what, like that kind of, you were like, holy crap, there's something here. Um, so recently, so like, for instance, my blog, I want to say the last time I checked, it was like 16,000 people are hitting it a month. Um, and then of course, like my social media, you know, that's always on the incline. Like I just went viral on TikTok. So now I'm up to maybe like 6,000 or something on there, but yeah, I mean, it's just, and slow and steady wins the race. Like I said, I've been doing this since 2017. So it's been a while, but now I'm starting to reap the benefits of it. Um, so all of that to say, if you are starting out, just keep going. Um, it will get better as long as you stay consistent. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and don't let the BS of compliance knock you down. It doesn't have to be a blog where people can comment. It could just be an article, just start using your voice and tell them the stories. And like you said, that everyone can teach the things like the, it doesn't matter, but it's, it's how your message resonates with the people that you want to attract and your personality and all those things that you can provide so much value. So that's phenomenal. Thank you. How do they find you? I know you got to Obviously, you're on TikTok. They can find you on TikTok and they can find your your podcast, your blog. Yeah. So you can find me at moneytalkwitht.com. The brand is Money Talk with Tiff. And I am on all social media platforms because I am a social media junkie at Money Talk with T. So find me wherever you are. Um, I'm probably there. So definitely check me out. I have a lot of free financial education stuff. Even if you want to just, you know, not do the work and just shoot my stuff out to your audience. (laughs) by all means, or your clients, by all means, it's out there for the public. I just want to educate people. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for for being here, Tiffany. And thank you all for joining us. If you're not yet in our Facebook group, Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way, get in there because we share a lot of amazing strategies and videos and tips there as well. So if you're here, but not there, get in there and get part of the community. And otherwise, I will see you next time on Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way. Thanks. Bye. I actually have the link for the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So instead you can just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register right now so that you can get five quality appointments in just five days. Now, this is not around, you know, you having to talk to friends and family and get all awkward. This is not about you having to spend marketing dollars online or create a whole funnel. This is going to be easy. It's simple. It happens in five days. If I can get you five quality appointments in five days, then you know that you can have the best year of your life because you just need to get in front of more of the right people. We will walk through it together as we do it. So do not miss this. And if You can, if you're smart, do VIP, spend a few extra bucks and you can actually spend time with me on Zoom where I can connect with you, get to know you and really help you get those quality appointments so that you can grow your business. And um, go ahead again, register at femalefinancialadvisors.com. You'll find it all there. It's happening, coming up very, very soon. So make sure to register, claim your spot, get in on this, get excited about it, block your calendar because you need to spend about an hour to an hour and a half uh, a day with me on the Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that you can get these results and it does work. The most appointments I think we got in those five days, uh, someone I think it was Dana got 33 appointments. So you could be my best student and go well beyond the five quality appointments. Go to 10, go to 15, go to 20 and set your, yourself up for the best year ever. Can't wait to see you at the tag challenge. See you there. Thank you again for listening to Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.